You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to welcome you to a fantastic Friday. I'm so excited because I got Moji Egan in the building. We're going to be talking all about Next Cycle Washington, zero waste and circular economies. And I'm this is like work that I have been a part of for years. And so I'm really excited to be able to dive deep with Moji today. But of course, as you know, it is the top of the show. So it's a great time to tag and share the stream. That's right. Participate. Go ahead. Tag and share this stream with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch our show, we surely have you covered because you can always listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network in The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever platform is your favorite. Go ahead and search for us and y'all will find us there. Well, up next, we're going to be talking emoji. And I'm actually going to start with emoji uh, this morning because we have a lot to dive in when it comes to really sharing what circular economies are all about and how Next Cycle Washington is a part of this phenomena. Hi, emoji. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. I mean, I want to first start off because folks may not understand when we're talking about circular economies. Help us out here, Moji. Yeah. So zero waste and the circular economy is basically about preventing waste going to the landfill. So whenever you throw something out in your trash can, it really just goes to the landfill. Nothing really helpful happens to it. And so zero waste is trying to be creative and resourceful about what we do with the stuff that we have around us. Yeah, that's important. And, I, you know, this is something for me that... Uh, when I was in college, I took a course and we actually studied some models of uh, zero waste economies, kind of circular economies. We studied this and realized that there are other countries globally that have been doing this for quite some time. Yes. Tell us about kind of some of the history of this, because I feel like it's just now really the really taking off here in the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. So the circular economy can look a lot of different ways and it can go from really small to really big. So things like composting, that's an example of a circular economy practice all the way up to whole countries who are, you know, finding businesses that work together, that one company makes waste, the other company uses the waste and it's kind of like an ecosystem. So it can go from very small to very big, but this is going on for for decades now and we're trying to bring it to Washington now. Yeah, the, I think, you know, I've, I've utilized the phrase Washington can lead mm-hmm. um, many times. And it's because we do have this kind of eclectic nature and culture here mm-hmm. that really lends itself to embracing these innovative strategies and approaches yeah. about like saving our planet, climate mm-hmm. justice, you know, the different ways that we're able to really step into the space mm-hmm. that is there for us to figure out how to do something better with our planet. And ultimately, Ultimately, there's ways to design it so that it's not 
really that difficult. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just really want to talk about this because I think sometimes people hear something like this and they think, oh my gosh, like how will we ever get there? What are some of the ways that you've been bringing your brilliance to this work? Yeah. So there's a, a lot of ways and thank you for calling it brilliance. Um, one of the things that we're doing specifically, um, in Washington is really merging the sustainability side of it in terms of, you know, climate change materials, but also the justice side of things and bringing them to be the same conversation. So we're solving social problems with environmental problems. So we're not making them separate things, but really the same conversation. Yeah, that, that's, uh, I think, uh, the work mm-hmm. that sometimes can get a little bit confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't always think about, I mean, now the phrase climate justice yeah. is really taking yes. hold, I think. But you know, historically, that wasn't always the case. It felt very separate. And when you thought of justice, most of the time we're thinking of civil justice, Mm -hmm. right? We're thinking of uh, justice that is going to be affecting people particularly. But understanding this, how are you like helping people understand this when you have someone out there who's really clueless or is like, look, I don't have any clue what you're talking about, or I don't have no idea. Or even some who are like, that's not a thing. How do you really explain it for folks who who need to kind of be brought more into it? Yeah. So I call it a zero waste mindset. And it's really just a way of looking at the world. So think about like your grandma who had that cookie tin that you would put sewing materials in afterwards. You the cookies before sewing materials afterwards is kind of like a remix on the function of the object or like a plastic bag full of plastic bags underneath the sink. Just thinking creatively and resourcefully about how we use materials is exactly all this work is. It's just bringing it up to scale. So it's really something that we already know how to do. We're already creative about, but just making it bigger and broader. It's a really uh, interesting topic here. And I I love how you take it back to the things that are practical Mm -hmm. because a lot of people that resonates Mm -hmm. with them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't even think about that. Right. But there are some jars that I buy that are like, you know, I just bought these really huge jars of mangoes and I was like, Ooh, this is a really nice jar. Like this can do something else. Um, and so then I, for me, I end up running out of space, right? Like, (laughs) cause 'cause I'm like, wait, I can reuse it. I can do this with this or whatever. And I think, uh, showcasing that to our young children in the home is really a part of it because I did grow up with that. Right. There was always this grease can at my, my grandma's house. Right. And it was like there was uh it was probably held had coffee or something else coffee beans Mm -hmm. and now it was holding grease and we also understood that like wait we we want the grease to solidify and then you know what i mean then we can maybe do something else with it or now even with the rise of social media Mm -hmm. and our the digitization of our world we see a lot of practices that are out there that have been there, but yes. maybe we didn't know about them in terms of like cleaning your grease and all these kind of things. So I love the fact that now you just opened my eyes Good. up to it. I've been a part of this, Good. but to think about the fact that we have opportunities to do this in our everyday life mm-hmm. is so important. Exactly. Um, you know, Next Cycle Washington, you know, this is a, a group that has been saying, look, we know we have some strategies that we can implement here at a larger scale. Mm-hmm. And I know after the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about Next Cycle. But I wanted to ask how you uh, started off. I want to yeah. get your background sure. before we go into what Next Cycle is doing. Let's talk a little bit more about Moji. Sure, I mean, how yeah. did you figure out that 
like, you know what? I can be a zero waste consultant. I yeah. didn't know that was a thing. Me neither. <laughs> it was a total accident. I actually studied mechanical engineering in college. So I was going to work, you know, on cars and rocket ships. That's what I thought. Um, but I ended up taking a gap year and working in education um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then I moved to Seattle five years ago when I kind of fell in love with sustainability. I just realized there's so much um, opportunity and excitement around turning trash into treasure. And it seems like a very silly kind of nerdy hippie thing, but it's actually so cool when you think about, you know, mending clothing being an opportunity for creating jobs or um, creativity or art or things like repairing our phones, our computers, or what we talked about with grease and plastic bags, all of that stuff. When you bring it together, there's so much opportunity and creativity and it just excites me. And so I, I pivoted from engineering into sustainability and took all of those skills I learned and brought it to this, this space. I, you know, I have such a, um, a heart for sustainability. I was able to be in Kenya and study environmental sustainability. And it was something for me where it was like, we were working on all of these projects, you know, right. But the, the projects were great, but it was this overarching theme mm-hmm. of just exactly what you described, mm-hmm. how all of the things, when you pair them together, they create kind of a, their own industry mm-hmm. that we can then figure out how do we scale this up? Yes. And so I love hearing your background and really it does take a passion to do this. Mm-hmm. As you've been connecting with others through Next Cycle and other consultants or those who have that same kind of affinity you do for sustainability, mm-hmm. how has it been to be connecting with like minded folks uh, in this regard. It's amazing. And there is so much energy around this work in the Seattle area, in Washington specifically. Like we are trying to be the leaders. Like you said, Washington leads. We are really putting so much energy and effort into this work. And so there are folks with so many creative ideas that it'll blow your mind, but they just need the the resources and the support and the kind of oomph behind it. So we're working on creating that for them through this Next Cycle program. Well, absolutely. We're going to be talking all about it right after this short break. Thank you so much, Moji. Y'all stay tuned because we're going to be diving into how Next Cycle Washington is stepping into this space of zero waste and circular economies. Y'all stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. You're watching The Day with Trey. I think my pieces of advice would be come in with humility, enjoy your passion, um, and be ready to work. Those are my three things. I think if you don't have, if you think your product is perfect and you may not need to adjust, you're gonna, your product's gonna die quickly because the world adjusts, people adjust. You need to always be thinking about your customer and what they want. So you may have an idea of what you like, but you gotta move that to what the customer likes also. And two, um, just enjoy your job. I love what I do. It is hard. I love what I do. Uh, it's hard and there's you're fighting Mother Nature and you're fighting inflation and all these other things. Um, but I think it's made me a better human being. And thirdly, like, be ready to work. Don't be lazy. Like, just do the research. Get a mentor. Like, you know, that also goes with being humble. Like, find somebody who's done it and then work with them to help you be the best version of yourself. Big Tobacco thinks they know everything. They think they know you, your community, the places you go, the way that you spend your time. They think they got you all figured out, down to a formula, a calculation based off of numbers of what they think they know. Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. 
I learned about the ANU program through many different community organizations. The program, um, they're very good at making sure that you meet the right people. My favorite part would have to be the community building um, and also the volunteer opportunities as well. I've been working on my physical health a lot more. I've been intentional about that and they're very big on that. I'm still learning how transformational it is um, because there's just so much opportunity. It's a great program and they will support you. Visit the link at the end of this video to learn more. Welcome back everyone to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me today is Moji Egan with Next Cycle Washington, a zero waste consultant. Moji, we were just talking about some of the history here that really led up to the opening of the way for Next Cycle Washington to exist. So tell us more about Next Cycle Washington. Yes, so Next Cycle Washington is basically two major parts. There's the accelerator where new businesses, startup ideas can get support and essentially work up to pitching companies for funding. Or there's a seed grant where smaller projects can get up to $10,000 to get their projects off the ground. And so basically it's this community, it's this network of people trying to get the circular economy to happen. And we're trying to get people the funding to make it, make it work. So uh, this is, uh, this, oh man, for me, it started years ago. And, um, we had a really great speaker come out here, was talking about what they were doing in Chicago, and they had this amazing model, mm. right, that they were basing off of like Kwanzaa principles. Mm. And ultimately, the, the model was really about circular economies. And it just drew me in, in such a way that I was like, whoa, you know, this is what Germany has been doing for a long time. Again, going back to my studies, I'm like, because I was so enthralled with just the model, mm -hmm. because even as you see it on a, a, a graph yeah. or, you know, some type of, um, you know, infographic, it showcases that, you know, from one business can have this kind of waste, mm -hmm. which then goes into this other business. Yeah. And then they produce something and their waste goes here. Mm -hmm. And then that waste goes here. Mm -hmm. And this waste goes goes back into the, the first business. And so the idea of uh, business hubs mm -hmm. being like the uh, intentionality to invest in very specific businesses yes. that allow for this to happen mm -hmm. is so it was always so mind boggling for yeah. me, but there's some levels of intentionality when you talk about the accelerator program and you're talking about the seed funding. A lot of this is really being able to fund what exactly what we were talking about before the break these different ways of yeah. doing zero waste, right? Exactly. And another way to explain it, just like you're saying, is like a remix or collaboration. So thinking about some examples from our last year of Next Cycle, we had um, Restaurant to Garden in the International District where they take the food waste from restaurants, they make it into compost, and then they give it to the gardeners in Danny Wu Garden. So you're creating that circle of material and we want to give them the money and the resources to make it happen. So that's exactly what Next Cycle is all about. Well, I can only imagine, too, that this means there's various levels of relationship building yes. when you think about all of this. Talk more about that, because that has to exist in yes. this space in order for all of this to work out. It can't just be based on kind of the practical idea of it all. How are they able to build relationships with one another to understand some of these connections that could exist? Exactly. And that's what you and I were both on governance together. And so that's part of what that group is trying to do is to make sure it's not just a grant 
grant or an accelerator to get funding. It is about the money, but it's also about that community building. And so, you know, we want to have people working at organics with compost and food waste, also talking to people who are working with, you know, glass and packaging and making sure that they're sharing notes, talking to each other, learning from each other so that it's not just individuals working on individual projects, but we're all working together to make this possible. Yeah. And there, there's so many experts in this. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of brilliant minds behind Next Cycle Washington. As you've been connecting with folks in that space, as we shared earlier, you know, you said there's people that are coming up with some phenomenal ideas, things yeah. that you wouldn't even know uh, to even think of. But that's really where the excitement comes in for mm-hmm. me, too, is that there's so much going on because people have a firm understanding of the industry they're in. Mm-hmm. So they're bringing that knowledge to say, what if we think about it in this way? Yeah. Um, what are some of the ways that you've been really excited about that yeah. that kind of, you know, exemplary uh, yeah. understanding of their expertise? Yeah, I have two examples. So one that's really cool is Refugee Artisan Initiative. And so um, they're up in Lake City and they connected with some folks who are working with wildfire management. So every time a wildfire happens, you know, they've got to spray everything down, get it under control. All those fire hoses just go to the trash. And so they took those fire hoses, they cleaned them, and they're making them into bags. They're creating a product out of something that was trash. Or thinking about um, uh, DVSA, uh, Duwamish Valley Sustainability Association in South Park. They're creating an anaerobic digester, basically to compost food waste, but also make energy that's local to them. And so it's a youth-led group, it's a youth-led initiative, but it's also thinking about what are some creative ways that we can make something out of nothing? And it's happening all over the place. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Those are some phenomenal examples, Thanks. Moji. Yeah, they're so cool. I'm glad you had them at the top of the yeah. to talk about it. Well, yeah. this is also, I think, what you can do when you empower people and give them the funding to mm-hmm. really have the time and space to be creative in their exploration of these ideas. And and for me, I think that that's why I was so excited to be a part of the first kind of iteration of Next Cycle Washington as it was getting up off the ground. There were so many meetings that we had to just make sure that all of the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted when we thought about what this could really look like and also room for growth, you know? And so now it's what coming upon the first year of the first cohort. Tell us about these kind of cohorts and the model for that. Yeah. So we've recently completed the first year of next cycle. So we've gone through a bunch of teams, a whole calendar year. And now in December, we'll be starting the second one. So if folks are interested, December this year is when to get involved. And then we'll be celebrating our first year's accomplishments in about a week now. So um, yeah, just celebrating all the teams that we've worked with, all the funding that we've gotten through there and just all the progress that we've made in just a year so far. And that's great. What is the breakdown of this? Because if you think about a year, you know, Mm -hmm. I would love for folks to understand kind of the the logistics behind it, yeah. right? If, if there's somebody out there and they're a business that may be interested in this, yeah. this is a specific time commitment, but how many cohorts do y'all have throughout the year? And yes. what does that look like for an individual business owner who's really looking to participate? Yes, so one cohort a year and it's for business owners and community groups. So any community org that wants to create a project is, is welcome into this program. But essentially towards the end of the year, so December, you can apply 
early 2024, you'll be notified and you'll have a six month cohort where you'll work with the accelerator program if you're accepted. And then towards the end of the year, we'll have some sort of like pitch competition showcase to share the projects that you've been working on. So it's basically a full calendar year of you starting, getting accepted and growing with the program and then showing what you've, what you've created. So what does this look like for, because you talked about that pitch part. Yes. What does it look like in terms of investors being involved yes. and being there for that pitch? How do y'all build those relationships and make sure that the business owners are really getting the exposure they need to share their ideas with the right amount of folks who can actually do the seed funding and do, you know, the, the funding of these ideas? Exactly. That's something that we're continuing to grow and improve upon, but there are funders in the room during these showcases. And so when you share your exciting idea. There are people in there that have, you know, the cash money in their wallet to give you. And you're trying to convince them, of course, that your project is worthwhile. And so that's what we're trying to, um, with this program, prepare you for and make sure that you have all the stats, all your numbers ready, all the information that you would need to get that funding. This is, uh, I mean, I keep saying throughout this whole time, it's just such a phenomenal way of building our businesses up, but the intentionality mm -hmm. of zero waste makes it even greater. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different kinds of business accelerators out yeah. there and kudos to everyone who does this work because we all know that small businesses are the backbone of our economy uh, in this country, but also we, we need to be in I think intentional about how we're investing in businesses with an equitable approach. Mm -hmm. How have y'all thought about that in terms of your approach to accepting businesses? Mm -hmm. I know that was a big thing for me when I was on the governance uh, yeah. committee. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like, well, how are we making sure that, you know, global majority business owners mm -hmm. are really kind of at the forefront of this because yeah. we need to be equitable now. And that means we need to kind of balance these scales a bit. How have y'all been able to do that and move yeah. that part of it forward? Yeah, so absolutely. So several ways, and I'll, I'll keep it short, but uh, we want the cohort, the folks that are working in Next Cycle to look like the community that exists in Washington. And so several things, we've done something called applicant parties. And so for, you know, most grants or accelerated programs, you just submit something online and you just hope for the best. But these applicant parties, you can actually face to face with the next cycle team and ask questions, talk to other people that are applying, compare notes, see if maybe you can collaborate. So we want it to be a more welcoming space and not just an application that you submit online. Another thing that we've created are um, applicant mentors. And so spread all across the state of Washington, there are leaders who are connecting with their community so that, you know, it's not just the same old people getting into these programs. It's spreading the word amongst their community and making sure that people who actually need to hear this message are hearing it. So doing this right now, trying to do this as much as possible and make sure people know that this is an opportunity that exists. Yeah, that was going to be one of my next things was mm -hmm. how have y'all been yeah. getting those co the, the businesses to be a part of the cohort? I know um, there was a lot of work being done originally to kind of, hey, this is what we're about. But there was yeah. so much knowledge sharing mm -hmm. that had to happen because people were not aware of what this was exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there was a learning curve here. How have you been utilizing your expertise and the expertise of everyone else involved mm -hmm. to make sure that people understand exactly what we're saying. I love how we've had the space and time to really dive into this today, but how do y'all deal with that? Is it kind of more of these one-on-one -on -one conversations? Are there open opportunity 
opportunities for community to connect with y'all and learn. You talked about these applicator uh, application parties, but how else can people, if they're just kind of on the periphery, Mm -hmm. how do they get pulled in? All of the above. Yeah. We have a a mailing list. We have online resources. We really don't want this to be like a gatekeepy thing. We want everyone to know where they fit in with this, if they feel like they want to be a part of this work. And so making sure that the language is accessible. So I gave as many examples as I possibly could, um, thinking about types of businesses, types of solutions that might fall into this. Um, but we've tried to create, you know, circular economy language, make it just everyday language so people understand that, you know, repairing your clothes is a circular economy. Reusing plastic bags is a circular economy. It all counts. And so there's a place for your creativity in this in this world. Oh, Moji, just thank you so much yeah, again you. for your expertise, for your time. I got to give you a moment here to make sure that folks know if they are someone out there who's like, I want to connect with Next Cycle Washington. Mm-hmm. How do they do so? Let them know right there. Yes. So Next Cycle Washington, you can go to nextcyclewashington.org and you can subscribe to the mailing list if you want to hear updates about the application or just learn more about the program. So nextcyclewashington.org. Oh, awesome. Moji, thank you so much for your efforts in this way. It's so phenomenal. And I'm so glad that you could be here with me anytime as we get closer to December. Let me know. We'll ramp it up again to get those applications in. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, I told you it's going to be a fantastic Friday. It's always great to know that we have some innovative measures happening right here in our state to really care for our world in a better way. I'm going to wrap all of this up amazingness up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. One in every 500 African-Americans in the U.S. suffers from sickle cell disease. One in three African-American blood donors is a match for patients with sickle cell. One appointment to donate blood with the American Red Cross can help save a life. Will you be that one? Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood today to schedule an appointment at a location near you. The new COVID-19 updated booster provides the best protection available right now. So don't wait. Stay safe this summer and get your updated booster today. To find a free vaccine provider near you, go to kingcounty.gov forward slash vaccine. So the advice that I would give to anybody coming into really any space is always keeping an eye out for the people that are doing the thing that you want to do and seeking them out and just asking them for a cup of coffee, asking to meet and connect with them in some way, because more often than not, those are the people that want to help you and want to uplift you and figure out a way to provide you support. So even if they don't have the answer, They can help you find somebody, but also they're helping you write the first few chapters of your story. And I think that that is the most important thing. Like you don't know what you don't know coming into that space. And you have to be unafraid to ask those questions and really trust yourself and lean in hard. You know, you're going to make mistakes. That's going to happen. It is inevitable. It is a part of life. But what matters is what you learn from that, what the takeaway is and how you push forward. 
Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I want to thank my guest, Moji Egan, for being with me today and talking about zero waste and circular economies and the work of Next Cycle Washington. This is something that I get really geeked out about, y'all, to be honest. I'm, I'm one of those people who I thought it was super dope when I first learned about it, and I'm so grateful that I was able to give some of my energy to the beginnings of all of this work. You know, there are ways that we can scale this up now that we are aware, now that you are aware, there's ways you can bring your brilliance to it as well. And so please go to the website, connect with Next Cycle Washington at nextcyclewashington.org. Make sure you connect with them and find your way, y'all, because these are solutions that are right here in your face, right here before you. And it's beautiful because ultimately you have the opportunity to be inspired by Moji like I was, you know, to find your way to be a part of the solution. But one of the things I love about Moji coming on today is that we weren't just talking about you know, an inspiring story. We were actually talking about real practical solutions that you can pour your energy and um, expertise and insight into. And that's what's great. You know, one of the first iterations of a lot of this work was figuring out how we have big major suppliers um, in our area or those who are looking for uh, supplies like colleges, how they can be a part of these circular economy opportunities. And I think that there's still room to grow there. So if you are out there and you are connected or affiliated with a major institution that is always looking for a lot of supplies, let's say, you know, you're a convention center person and you know, you're going to have teas. You know, what does it look like for you to be a part of Next Cycle Washington's work and bring that supplier diversity opportunity to Next Cycle so that we can be thinking about how we create zero waste when it comes to the ways that we um, actually produce the supply that we need for some of these larger institutions. I just, I go, I can go off the rails with it, y'all, because I have a lot of ideas, but I'm really excited that Moji was here to share her insight and make sure that we understand what we can be doing right now just by tapping in with Next Cycle Washington. If you are a business out there who says, wait a minute, we can get into this, you know, circular economy work, please go to the website, be looking out for that application that's going to open in December. We'll have them back so we can share that opportunity broadly with you all. But I will that all of y'all were inspired as much as I was by Moji today and what they shared about what is so important important when it comes to us doing the work and again, how Washington can lead in this way. So fantastic. I want to thank y'all for joining me this entire week. It's been a blast with you all. And you know, for me until Monday at 11 a.m. y'all peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.